it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus i'm victoria cash thanks for calling the lucky land hotline if you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. No intro, nice. Hello, welcome back to the Villa View. It's time for a match preview as Villa take on Wolves at Villa Park tomorrow night. This show is in association with Luke Roper. If you use the code TVV20, you'll get 20% off everything Luke Roper has to offer, including their new dapper villain range, I believe. I've had a look at that, that stuff tonight. So, yeah, if you want to get 20% off that stuff, off sale stuff as well, which is always helpful, then, yeah, use the code TVV20 and you'll get 20% off. What's going on here? Absolutely no idea. Oh, we've got some graphics. There we go, Neil. Neil, what do you what do you make of that gear? I can't see it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's fantastic. Oh, there it is. I see it now. Luke's gear is always fantastic. So it was uh yeah, I lo- I actually really like it. Uh, I okay. like the jumper. Great, yeah, yeah. Nice Ooh. little villa badge on the on the side as well. Daniel Salter assures me there was an intro, but let me tell you, Daniel Salter, I didn't see it. Here from the delights of my Brentford hotel room. Global show, to be fair, Neil. Brentford, Absolutely. Ireland. We're, we're coming from everywhere, aren't we? Villa, Aston Villa, Global Club. Villa are massive. Yeah. No? Not so massive in Brentford, particularly. I've not seen any Villa fans in my are hotel. They, are they still, are, is anyone sober in Brentford? Are they still out celebrating last night's result? It's very eerie, eerily quiet, actually. It was, it was very quiet around here today when, when, when I checked in this evening. Didn't see many people around at all. So, yeah, no, no Brentford fans still celebrating from that excellent result they had against Liverpool. Enough about Brentford anyway. We're here to preview Villa playing Wolves tomorrow night. Local derby now. I'll start off. I'll get the, let's get the bad stuff out of the way first. I'm still haunted by that game against them in 2021. Mm. What's 2021, wasn't it? Yeah, 2021 yeah. against Wolves. The last time we met them at Villa Park. Have Wolves ever scored three goals again since that day? Probably not, but a horrible, horrible day with 10 minutes left as Villa contrived to throw away a two-goal lead. We will hope to see no repeat of that at all tomorrow. Absolutely, yeah. And and we're a completely different animal. That was the first of the five in a row losing for Smith, which ultimately did him, did him in, I think. Um, yeah. That, that Wolves game, Paddy was at it. Um and he was, uh, I, I remember he, I mess it, 
It's my fault. I, I need to come clean. It's my fault we lost that day because I, I text Paddy. I said, great that yourself and Stephen, his son, could be at the game. First game back that they had been back in after after lockdowns and stuff like that. Great to see a lovely 2-0 win that we've, we've controlled. Silly, and then 10 minutes text. later, I was texting going, oh, man, I'm so sorry. So sorry. Yeah. You've gotten early, don't, don't ever do. I would have expected you to know better. Now. An absolutely disgusting text to send when a Villa game's not finished. Big super interviewed. That's what that was. Someone sent me a text, um, a Spurs fan that I know sent me, sent me a text with 10 minutes left against Spurs on Sunday congratulating me. I was like, whoa, that has, that has a long way to go. Yeah, I've done this dance before. I um, I wasn't having that at all. I hate stuff like that. Yeah, never count your, ch- count your chickens before they've hatched, Neil. Uh, yeah. Davy Lads 23 giving me a chance to plug my shows on Sky Sports News tomorrow, asking me what time I'm on. I, Davy Lad 23, I am on between, it would help if I knew the answer to that question, 9 and 10 and 12 and 1. So, yeah, I've got a nice 4.45 a.m. alarm to come in the morning. But, yeah, I'll be on Sky Sports News for the transfer shows 9 till 10 and 12 till 1 tomorrow and Thursday this week. I've got I've got two this week and next week as well, I believe. So yeah, two shows this week. Make sure you tune in to them. Hopefully I'll get to talk about Villa doing some transfer business. Should probably start with that now. Looks like Cameron Archer might be on his way to Middlesbrough on loan for the rest of the season. Middlesbrough going well at the moment would be a good move for the lad. Did well at Preston on loan in the second half of last season. Seems to like a second half of the season loan. Needs to go because yeah. you know he's, he's on the bench every week, but he's not getting any minutes. Yeah, and we're, we're going to bring in Firepower. Whether it's a, a big money signing, I think they will go and they will push the board out for a striker in January. <laughs> I thought you said we are going to bring in Furpo then. I was thinking, who's, who's that? No, I've never, never, never heard of that striker. Might, might as well try and play up, try and play him up front. I won some... more money off Furpo getting booked. Uh, <laughs> I want him to stay where he is. But no, Firepower, I think we'll bring in. Uh, it's going to be tough to bring in a striker because we're not the only club. Strikers in the world are in short supply. And they have been for the last two or three years because they they, they get snapped up every time they show promise. Uh, but yeah, for Cameron Archer, this is this for me would be perfect for Cameron Archer. Albeit he may not see tons of game time. I think he would see he'd obviously see more than he was here uh, than he would here. Aaron Danks is yeah. now a borough with Michael Carrick. Michael Carrick has borough playing some silky stuff. You know they were they were in free fall before he took over. He's had a great win, winning um. Winning start his tenure that's there. They're playing some really good stuff. And as I say, Aaron Danks is in there with him. So he knows what Cameron Archer can do. And, uh, you know, that armor on the shoulder is worth its weight in gold for a young a young man coming in there. Um, I also think, you know, when you think about the loan strategies that we've had before, uh, Tim Irigunum goes down to Michael Beale. Now, obviously, Michael Beale is left there, but that was it. That was good for him to settle in. Aaron Ramsey goes to, goes to Norwich. He's now back home. Maybe that was a, a case of, okay, if you sack Dean Smith, we're just going to recall our Aaron Ramsey. He's got a bad because... injury, hasn't he? I think he's coming back to have, have his bad injury. I don't, injury think, I don't think it's too bad. I, I, think oh, he's I, got, had... I got told it was bad. Was it? Okay. Yeah, that's what I got told. That's yeah. why he's coming back due, due to his injury. I know he could, surgery, could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, could be wrong. But yeah, they obviously want to look after him themselves. We've got John Steele, pot, podcast, getting, getting, making his way around the podcast by the looks of things. <laughs> it's the third podcast I've said this on, but for anyone worried about our recent record against Wolves, remember, Emery is the hoodoo killer. 4-0 to the Villa. Love, love that optimism. Yeah, I mean, he, he did do the Manchester United who do. We hadn't had a great record against Spurs either, in all fairness. But I, did, I don't know if he's watching. AVFC stats I put out to it earlier in the week about Villa, play, about Villa playing teams that begin with W. We haven't beaten a team that begins with W for a very long time. What a stat. 
Where did he pull what? those from? Statistic. I had some statistics lined up that he gave me. I forgot to play them on our own pad there. So that's why my reaction was there. I'm I'm dosed to the gills and pseudo ephedrine at the moment. So uh, yeah, now yeah, everything well. is this is great. This is a fantastic experience at the moment. So uh, I do apologize if if weird and wonderful more weird and wonderful things than normal come out of my my, my mouth today. Well, you've already said that we were signing Junior Furpo to play. So there's, <laughs> there's all sorts coming out. If, if AVFC Stato is watching, get some of your, your stats up, Stato, and we'll get them up on the screen, yeah. including that one against teams beginning with W. That, that wasn't a good omen at all when I saw that earlier on in the way. But he does post a lot of bad omens, to be fair to him. He always finds <laughs> something that makes you worry about the game. One thing we should be maybe slightly worried about, Neil, is injuries, because... Yes. It feels like we're lacking numbers a little bit in, in midfield, particularly wide midfield at the moment, which is probably one of the areas we want to address in January. McGinn's been playing there, hobbled off. Louise in the middle looks got a great blossoming partnership with Kamara. He went off injured as well, although the fact that he's done the interview suggests to me that he may be okay. McGinn, though, that, that, that would be a blow because he's coming towards some form. He, he put out a social media post, didn't he? Saying yeah. didn't really enjoy 2022. Hopefully 2023 could be better. At least he's ended 2022 on a positive. Maybe there's a purple patching coming, but there won't be if he's pulled his hamstring. Oh, he's definitely not playing. No, no. McGinn's yeah. out. McGinn's guy. Uh, like, yeah, McGinn isn't playing. When that pings, it, it, it pings. And, and there's no amount of strapping or there's no amount of red light te- therapy or cryotherapy that you can go through that's going to get your hamstring back within four days. So, um, don't think he's rested. Douglas Louise, I think, was more of a dead leg, uh, thankfully. Um, but once again, I, you know, it, it, it would be great to see Douglas Louise play. But I, I've like Leandro Dendonka was supposedly ill at the weekend. That's why he didn't line up. If he's fit to play, if he's back, and if that, if he's over that illness, I think you start him and maybe you hold Douglas Louise in, in reserve. If he's not hundred percent, we've got him. We've got options in midfield. We also should play, like Matty Cash came on and played really well. That yeah, right came wing midfielder. I think he and might play wide. I think he might too. And if you if he was if the two guys aren't one hundred percent, you can play Maddie Cash there. You can play Leonard and Donker in the middle. And uh, obviously, you've got McGinn. John Steele says there as well. I I don't think he's going to play McGinn and Bundia in the same team. Jamaica Taylor. Um, sorry, uh, Coutinho and Bundia in the, in in uh, on either flank. Um, because I think that would just it? leave us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just leaves us a small bit open unless he absolutely has to. I think Sansa might get a look in. He's made the bench a couple of times. Uh, uh, made bench recently, made the bench at the weekend, um, should I say. But I would be very, very, very worried. Not worried, but I'd be I'd be kind of ropey about starting Callum Chambers inside midfield beside Bubakar Kamara. He's very handsy for me, albeit he can play with the ball at his feet. He's very handsy. And uh, we saw it at the weekend in the short period of time he played in midfield as well. Yeah, because Coutinho coming in for McGinn, it's, McGinn's obviously not a wide midfielder, but in this Emery yes. way of playing, it works. If you bring Coutinho in, they're not offering the same skill set in, in that role. You kind of feel like Coutinho may play if Buendia was to have an injury or Buendia wasn't to play, Coutinho may come in for him. Maybe Coutinho could play in one of the central forward kind of roles and Bailey move to the wing. My, my thoughts were that maybe Ings would play up top with Watkins and Bailey might move back to the wing. But again, Bailey playing instead of instead of McGinn, they're, they're not going to do the same thing. So it'll be interesting to see what Emery does tomorrow. Yeah, and that's what makes me think... He's going to solidify, like, like Prudence is a pretty, well, he's not a pretty decent player. He's a very decent player and he's quick and he can get at you. And he's going to be playing that left side of, left side of, of midfield. Now, Matt, he may not be the best player that Ashley Young comes up against, but he's late in speed and he's late in pace. So having somebody like a Leon Bailey there who has pace, 
but can't really defend the ball, I don't really want to see that. I don't want to see somebody matching pace for pace. I'd prefer if Matty Cash was in there, it was maybe able to defend him, was maybe able to cut him off as well bit further up the field so before he builds up pace. And I, I'm okay with that because I thought it worked pretty okay. And I also have this thing where one of my, it's not a criticism, but one of the things I always say about Matty Cash is Matty Cash, for the amount of balls that he gets on the edge of the area or, 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 or wide, and he takes it to the edge of the area and crosses the balls in. He's done that for two and a half years. I want to see him burst into the box and win a penalty. And I think the reason that he hasn't done that is because obviously playing as right back, if you get dispossessed, you leave the whole flank free. Whereas now when he has Ashley Young behind him, maybe he's able to burst into the box. I just want to see him win a penalty because I think he's got all the talent in the world to do that. And uh, maybe when he doesn't have to worry about looking over his shoulder and getting back that much more, maybe he has the opportunity to burst into the box and 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 maybe this weekend is 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 the time for him to do that. So for me, I think Cash is the is is the option there for Unai Emery, um, and he'll try and solidify that side of the field and see if we can play through through the middle like we did against Spurs. I think if Cash plays and he does play this right midfield, I think he'll actually score tomorrow night. That's my big prediction that we can come back and replay. I think if Cash plays right mid, I think he'll score. He chipped him with three goals, I think, last season. Towards the back end of the season, he was pretty useful in front of goals with assists and goals, actually. So, yeah, that's my prediction if he plays right midfield. I think he might play, he might score. It's weird, isn't it? Because, you know, you talk about playing basically your right back at right midfield. And if other Villa managers had done that, you'd be sat here thinking, what are they doing? Absolutely clueless, but because it's Emery and he does these tactical masterclasses, you just automatically back it, don't you? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah. Well, it's it's because, you know, he doesn't just paint by numbers as a manager, Unai Emery. He, he hasn't really done that for quite a while. He, like, he'd prefer to have a player in there he thinks can, can, can um, execute the plan. Other, as opposed to putting in the player everybody thinks he's going to put in there. I hope I'm making sense with that. Because if you remember when he played with, with uh, Villarreal, like at some stages, he would have had Coughlin and Edin Kapu, yeah. wide, wide midfielders, you know, and never in their lives in the Premier League did they play those positions. Maybe Kapu did, uh, did uh, for a short period of time. But what they were able to do is they were able to create that buffer zone. And and that's what that's realistically what, like Buendia hasn't hit the, hit the heights for Aston Villa he scored a goal at the weekend. I thought sometimes his passing was out of place, but his defensive work was really on point and he was busting himself to get back there. And and it's that kind of endeavour that Una Emery wants. And, that, and to be honest with you, Aston Villa fans roll behind somebody who gets involved and, is, and tracks back, specifically midfielders. I know when you're talking about strikers, you want a bit more, you want goals. And there's the Ollie Watkins, Joe question. Um, but when you've got those midfielders that work back and cover their full backs and, and get into those positions and, 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 and give 110%, they're, you know, they get appreciated. So um, I, I think that Unai Emery could have a trick up his sleeve, but I think we've seen that trick in Matty Cash um, playing that wide midfielder role. And, and I think that's who we see again. Yeah. Mike Roch trying to catch me out there says Wolves right backs are hopeless. Get Bailey down the left running at them. I've got to agree with that. To be fair, I watched I watched uh, Wolves against Manchester United yeah, yeah. on whatever day. I've lost track of the days. Samado is an accident waiting to happen. I'm yet to see him have an accomplished game for Wolves. And I've heard on the grapevine as well that Johnny's pretty off form at the moment, who I believe would probably play there if Samado didn't, because Bueno has been doing well on the left-hand side for Wolves. So, you know, right back, that, that is a, has been a problem area for Wolves. And that's one that Villa, I think, can, can exploit. They, they were unlucky against Manchester United at the weekend, Neil. But as usual with Wolves, I'm, I'm, this is dangerous for me to say, 
they, they don't have a goal. They don't have a goal threat. Diego Costa, usually I'd be worried because, you know, someone hasn't scored a goal for a club yet. Yeah. We know we've done that dance many times before. He may score, but gen generally I'm not worried by Wolves up front because they, they just look so toothless and so, so devoid of ideas when they get into the penalty area. It all seems to fall down. And that's probably been the case for two, three years now. That's true. Yeah, Bruno Lange came in. He was uh, tasked with getting them solidified at the back, but that'll only take you so far unless you're scoring goals. Um, that's one of the good things with since Una Emery has come in is that we're we're scoring goals. You know, we'd only scored under Stephen Stephen Gerrard, we weren't scoring goals either. When you extrapolate that out over the course of a season, you see where Wolves kind of begin to get frustrated with the defensive mentality because you can only do that for so long. And um, they still are struggling to score goals. Um, but Lapetegui has only just only recently come in there. As I say, it's going to be an interesting battle between the two managers. Typical They've already British faced managers. off against each other already. Two mm. Spanish managers, two heavily, highly thought of Spanish managers as well. They'll know each other inside out. I wonder do they do they maybe try and change things up because of that that no notability factor that they'll have with each other. But when you mentioned about their 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 toothlessness up top I, that's why I think that they're going to play a Damatriori in Pudence and they're going to try and run at us and I think that they'll probably they might say right let's try and win penalties here because if we can get a goal early specifically away from home catch this team in the break well that might uh, might help us a small bit more um, because they can't really say that they can pin their pin their collar to the mast and uh, or pin their colours to the mast with regards to a solid central striker because Diego Costa is the only one that they really have fit at the moment yeah, Jimenez came off the bench I'm Jimenez, sorry, United, yes. but he's a shadow of his former self at the moment. Obviously, he had horrific trauma yes. with the in injury that occurred a few years ago, but he, he's not the player that, that that was linked with many teams. Actually, Jimenez, when, when he was playing well for, for Wolves at top before his injury, he's just isn't yeah. the same player. But yeah, Wolves have got Neves, a player who, who's done very well against Villa over the years, scored, scored two or three goals against us since, since we returned to the Premier League. In fact, he's still there, the captain now. Everything will go through him. Villa will need to have a plan to shut him down in midfield now. Yeah. Um, cultured player. I don't think he's with Wolves um, much longer than the 2022. Oh, we've been saying that for a long time. I think I think Barcelona like Barcelona won't be busy in ja in January, but I, I think but I think he I don't know why he just screams Barcelona to me, Ruben Neves. Busquets leaving, maybe Neves comes in there and picks up that spot. But he's a cultured player, you know. You look at him, came in with great fanfare. No one expected him that he would move ever move to the team like Spurs, and he has, and he stayed Wolves. there and he's been Nails, there Nails, Nails drugs are doing him. Well they you haven't. Said, you, you said Spurs instead of Wolf. Did I? Yeah. Okay, well drugs are definitely doing me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no one thought no one thought he'd move to Spurs either, and he won't. And he did, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no one thought he would move to move to Wolves, and uh, he did, and that was obviously the George Mendes um, connection there. Uh, he's still only twenty five years of age. I find that that incredible because I, guess I thought like, he was older. Yeah, I would have had maybe twenty seven, maybe twenty eight name. But uh, I, I and I, I, you know, I think that he is destined for probably moving on. But whoever is going to sign him is going to have to open up their checkbook, um, because he's going to be fifty million plus player because he he can he can do everything really well, um, but he's not spectacular at anything if that makes sense. And sometimes and those guys you know are as good as anything else, and they 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 do cavort an awful lot of money specifically when they're steady at ease in midfield, um, and uh, I think that somebody will will open the book for him. But yeah, keep him away from those pingers from about thirty yards because uh, we definitely don't want him taking any of those in in injury time against us because. Uh, we're still, we're still stung after that one.
Yeah, everything Villa saying Wolves' midfield is their only real strength. And if Kamara has a game like he did against Spurs, the result isn't even in question. I would say there's a lack of mobility in that central Wolves in that central Wolves midfield with Neves and Matinho, both cultured footballers. But that if you get around them and you press them, I, I don't think they particularly like that. They're not they're not the most mobile going back the the other way. And Kamara was in scintillating form against Spurs. Does everything. That you'd want a number six to do, Louise as well. He's in, he's in great form. Probably playing a bit more of it as a as a six and a half, maybe, maybe even sometimes an eight. Obviously, as we saw for the goal as well. Those two, if we can dominate the midfield with those two, I mean, I mean, it wasn't that long ago we were absolutely laying into our midfield, saying it was absolutely hopeless. Now we're talking about it being one of the strongest areas of our team. What do you think happens with the goalkeeper, Neil? Do you think Emi Martinez comes in? I'm starting to think now from the word on the street that. It, Emi Martinez may return to the fold against Wolves at Villa Park. Yeah, I think he does. I think Emi Martinez is in, um, you know, four days, five days, whatever it is of, of, uh, of training behind him. I, I, I think he, I think he comes back in, um, patting the back for Robin Olsen for his game against, uh, against Spurs at the weekend. Didn't do anything wrong. Did quite a lot right, and uh, he can hold his head high uh, after that game. And uh, I, yeah, I think it's time Emi Martinez comes in, comes in again, but. We won't know until tomorrow at ten to seven, and uh, as I say, that's going to be it's going to be a talking point if he isn't, because you can be guaranteed. Then you know the next time that you're sitting inside in Sky Sports, uh, Sky Sports Towers, that uh, there's going to be a question asked about Emmy Martinez if he oh, doesn't I'll start. Again, that, that when I, when I'm thinking, I wonder if I get to talk about Villa over the next few days. It could It'll be, be that, couldn't it? Although if he's going to be going, it won't be in January. It would be in the summer, I imagine all that speculation would yeah. come. So if I'm still on board in the summer, yeah, I definitely imagine that that question may come my way. I think that probably does us now. So before we go, I will ask you for your prediction for tomorrow night. I'm going to go 2-1 Aston Villa, um, just because, as I say, I'm trying to... Um, trying to I suppose get in front of the panic when it, it, the, the Wolves haven't scored in ages and obviously when a striker has never scored uh, and then they come to Villa Park they always bring their shooting boots but I think the Villa have a bit about them so far I think the goals will come I think Ali Watkins scores tomorrow and I think another goal comes from midfield from who I don't know I'd like it to be Buendia I'd like him to get a couple of things uh, uh, get things moving and get things rolling because he hasn't really he's had a very stuttery start to his Aston Villa career and we can see it all in his face he wants to win so much he wants to be part of the team and and he just loves he seems like a guy who just loves playing football and I think goals 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 are going to be something that are going to really bring him along so um, I'm going to go with Ali Watkins and Buendia and a 2-1 Aston Villa win I'm going to go with Duncan Kilburn's prediction I'm going to go the same I'm going to go Villa to win 3-1 mainly because I obviously can't be there because of work it's the first home game I've missed all season so you can almost put your house on Villa getting three points when I'm not there. Very rarely have I missed a game at home, in the apart from obviously COVID. And when I do, Villa always seem to win. So that's a, that's a good omen going into tomorrow. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure Villa will win due to the fact I'm not there. Neil, thanks ever so much for joining me on your deathbed. I really, really appreciate it. I know you've just done your podcast as well. So thanks for jumping straight on and doing this preview with me. Don't forget Luke Roper. If you use the code TVV20 at checkout, you'll get 20% off everything they have to offer on their store. Some lovely garments to treat yourself if you've got some Christmas money left over. Get yourself some Luke stuff, especially that dapper villain range that they've just bought out. Some lovely gear on show with a villa feel to it. 
If you want to join Sky Sports News in the morning, I will be around the famous desk 9 till 10 and 12 till 1. would be lovely for some Villa fans to tune in and hopefully I'll get to talk about Villa as well because hopefully some rumours will start to swirl about Villa doing transfer business. We will be back with a post-match pint at some point. Get your eye on the socials and we'll let you know when that's coming and also subscribe to the channel with your post notifications on. Enjoy the game tomorrow if you go in or wherever you're watching and as always, up the Villa. Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.